episode, episode 82 right here. And we have a very special guest on. Uh, again, sorry if I'm going to, you know, uh, pronounce your word, uh, your word, your name or surname in the wrong way. But uh, he kind of gave me uh, a few, uh, you know, a few advices on how to pronounce it. But it's, it's we win. Yeah. Uh, that's what we came, came about. Uh, uh, but you can find his full name and, uh, you know, his contact details, social media, everything. All the mm -hmm. links are going to be included down below for you to follow. But just a little bit about him. Uh, Rich that book, you know, the pink book that uh, yeah. he said he gave him this powerful message and, uh, you know, started his journey into, you know, the college kind of computer science uh, major background. Uh, background while working in the IT uh, for an oil and gas company in Houston. Uh, so he started real estate part-time for five years with a small boutique brokerage. And at the age of 22, he bought, he bought his first house and started investing in rental properties. And now he's at the top producing realtor based in Houston. So again, I think it's going to be a lot of fun talking with you today. And I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for reaching out. Um, how do, so how do I pronounce your name correctly? Oh, you don't worry. You don't have to worry about my name. My, okay. name, is, my name, it doesn't matter. Today is all about okay. you and, okay. and, you know, and about winning together. All right. That's it. That's it. That's, That's awesome. Good it. That's awesome. So listen, um, first question first is, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. Uh, who put you that in your pocket, you know, backpack? I mean, how did you came across the book in the first place? Man, to, to, to be honest, I, uh, you know, like, like growing up, you know, I, 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 I kind of go to college and, you know, go to work, you know, I, I don't know who put that idea in me, but I always feel that, you know, like, Hey, if, um, if you keep working for the man, you know, you, you cannot really make it, you know, yeah. and, not, uh, it, you know, I, the, the way I see it, you know, I look at my boss, right. And then I look at my boss, boss, you know, I look at the people around me. And, you know, I asked myself this question, like, hey, do I want to be like them? You know, if I'm keep doing what I'm doing, this is back then when I'm working a job. If I keep doing what I'm doing, you know, I'm going to be like them, you know, in five years, 10 years. Is there another way? Okay. So I keep asking myself a question. And then I, I just keep looking around and, you know, I wander around Ben and Novo, which is like a bookstore here. You know, I wander around Border, you know, just looking for something to refresh my mind it just happened that Rich Dad Poor Dad is, you know, it's like a super popular book in, in, in America. And I, I believe it's around the world. So I pick it up when I was 18 years old. I read it. I like it, you know, but I don't really do anything with it, you know, until, you know, I kind of graduate college. And then when I actually work and then that book just really kicked in, you know, like, hey, you work for the money or you want to work for knowledge or what do you want to do? So that book really kicked in when I start to go to work. And that's when, you know, the investing, the exploring about real estate, and that's how things started. Got it. Got it. So the pink book got your journey started. There's a lot of yeah, real estate. In my mind. Yeah. And a lot of real estate investors that I do have on the show and, and you guys who are watching these episodes know that majority of the people are telling that this book kind of was the entry point into this, you know, real estate world. So that, mm -hmm. that is awesome that the Robert Kiyosaki, you know, touched you with his knowledge and experience and it got you going to that direction. That's awesome. Yeah, so talking, yeah, definitely. So talking about the computer science major, I mean, you, yeah. you, you're a major in that. So mm -hmm. like, can you talk about your experience while working in IT for this oil and gas company in Houston? How did that work for you? And I mean, 
have you planned to continue that journey in the IT sector, which apparently you didn't? I mean, you ended up working as a top realtor now in Houston. Yeah. But yeah. What, 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 was, what was that like to work in that stage? Um, so, you know, I, I have nothing to complain about my job, you know. So after I graduated college, you know, I actually worked for school, for, for actually the school that I studied for a little bit, you know, doing IT support over there. And eventually, I moved to Hewlett Packer. I don't know if you heard of a company called HP Hewlett Packer. Of course. So yeah. I worked, yeah, I worked for Hewlett Packer for a while and eventually, you know, end up with an oil and gas company here in, in Houston, Texas, Slumberjay. Yeah, so I worked for Slumberjay. But yeah, you know, totally love my job, you know, but like I, like I told you, you know, while I work there, you know, I, I, I use my, um, you know, I use my uh, income, you know, to acquire rental property, right? So that is good. You know, my job is able to provide me that. But like I told you in the beginning, I keep asking myself, hey, if I work here five years, I'm going to be like my boss, you know, and I keep working 10 years, I'm going to become like my boss boss. And I look at my boss and look at my boss boss and I ask myself, you know, like, hey, do you want to be like your boss five years later? And the answer is no. Okay. It's like, you know, like, I love you, you know, boss, you know, you're wonderful, you're doing good, but am I want to be like you five years later? I don't think so. Okay. So. I have to do something different. So eventually, you know, you cannot keep your, your feet on two boats, right? Eventually, you have to make a leap of faith. You either commit 100% to your IT job, you know, move up the corporate ladder, or you make a leap of faith, you know, you jump into the unknown and you do real estate full-time. Yeah. So it, it was a really scary move for me, but I made that jump, I jumped into the unknown. First year was horrible, I can tell you that, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know, I. You know, I just want, I just want to go back to my job, but hey, I, I did not do that. You know, I, I just keep going, keep going forward. And, you know, yeah, it, it was the best decision I ever made in my career. I think so. I mean, it, it looks like it worked out for you. Now you're yeah. one of the top producing realtors in, in Houston. So it, it sounds yeah. like it worked out, you know, so yeah, but, yeah. please. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, so you, you know, but that's what it took for you to figure things out. And like, what was your position back in a Hewlett Packard? Like, what, what you used to do back in the place? Um, just IT support. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a typical IT guy. And I keep telling people, if an IT guy, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know this, but I'm super introvert, okay? I'm not, I'm not I'm a not, guy. I'm not seeing that. <laughs> I'm not seeing that right now. Yeah, because we're on one-on-one, -on -one, right? And because, you know, I'm in a room here by myself. <laughs> You know, but I'm not, uh, trust me, I'm not the guy that's going to hold a beer around the bar and go say hi to people, okay? I'm not extrovert. And I well, keep telling people. <laughs> yeah, but well, look, look, at the moment, you, you're becoming one, right? Because to do, to, to become a broker at this uh -huh. high level, you have to be, you have to be an extrovert, right? To some um, degree. No, you, um, so you, you don't have to, you have to some degree. So, so this is what I, I, I tell people, you know, don't, don't, don't let, you know, the fact that you become an introvert or an extrovert prevent you from what you are doing, okay? You know why actors get paid so well? You know, because they know how to, because after they know how to step out of, of, of themselves, you know, and get into a role and, and, and do a good job at, at performing that role. So think of it like that, you know, yeah. I'm an introvert, you know, yes, you know, um, uh, I, I, I don't like to, you know, like the, the fact of me surrounding myself with people you know, kind of ram my energy. But when I need to do that, you know, I'm going to do that. There's no excuse. Well, I, I would like to argue with that, uh, argue with you on that topic for a little bit. Because uh, I, I don't think that you're in a, uh, you know, an introvert for one reason. Because when you're talking about, you know, uh, putting yourself in a room with the people with a beer and 
again, it, whatever you're picturing in your mind and you, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, again, it's just for one reason. And you probably, you know, like a short story, if, if let's say you have a guy who is an IT professional, just like you've been right before, and, yeah. you put, and you put that guy in the same position where he's at the bar and yeah. all these people, like he doesn't know these people and it's like very weird, you know, like That's me. He, he, he feels shy, right? Like he's, That's I'm me. an introvert in that position, but put, this, put the same person in a, uh-huh. room, in a room with other IT specialists and how, how he's going to feel. Oh, he's going to be Maybe. an extrovert. He's going to be talking with people because exactly. that's his passion. Exactly. So, so exactly. it's not like, look, so, so my argument on this, that you're not an introvert is what everybody is facing. Like if I'm going to, because people look at me and thinking, oh, he's just talking with all these people. Like I can be an, you know, introvert in a second if I'm going to be placed in a, in, in, a, in a room with people that I don't know. And maybe they're, you know, like bigger than me, you know, financially, <laughs> physically, I don't know. I might be like, oh, I don't know these people. So I'm going to become an introvert at that moment. Yeah. So that's perfectly fine. I don't think, and that that's my, you know, that's my thoughts on that. But, yeah, that, that, that is a good argument. I, I, I'm going to counter back to that later, but let's move on. <laughs> thank, you, thank, you, thank you. That's awesome. So talking about um, real estate part-time for five years in a small boutique brokerage. So uh-huh. was it was it back in Houston? Can you talk about that experience? How did it work for you in that time? Yeah, it, it actually worked out perfectly for me. So back then when I started, and so I would say, you know, one of my one of my lucky charm is that, you know, my mom actually introduced me to, you know, her friend. You know, he's a very successful broker and investor in Houston. Um, so long story short, you know, I used him to buy my first house in Houston. And then ever since then, you know, I just keep shattering him, you know. So, and, and his name is Patrick. And I was like, hey, Patrick, can you show me to do this? Patrick, can you show me to do that? And, 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 and you know, you know, if, if you hang out with some people enough, you know, you, you're going to become like them. And Patrick is just, you know, my mentor back then, he's just all about, you know, real estate and investment. So I kind of just follow his footstep, you know, I, 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 I call him out, you know, and like, hey, Patrick, you know, I got this 30 houses I want to see over the weekend. And Patrick is like, okay, do why don't you go get your license and then, you know, and then I can help you with it. Yeah. So he, you know, he's, yeah, so he helped me a lot. And um, eventually, you know, I get my license, you know, I, I follow his footsteps. I work for him for a while, learn a lot from him and it's kind of go from there. Yeah. And, and it's so flexible, you know, I can keep my job. I can still focus on my job, you know, mm-hmm. doing this part time. Eventually, you know, first of all, you know, just buy a house for myself eventually for family for friend and it's kind of grow my business organically from mm-hmm. there yeah yeah so shout out to patrick for hooking yeah. up and, and yeah. giving you all these lessons which is awesome awesome exactly. you know yeah. having a mentor in life is is such an important piece and somebody who can coach you and guide you along the way through the paths that they've been through themselves so that yeah. that, that is awesome so again age 22 bought your first house so maybe you can talk about the house and first of all i want to ask you like uh-huh. Have you like, have you always been in Houston in Texas area or you, or you came from somewhere else, some other state? Yeah, pretty much, you know, ever since, you know, I moved here to the United States, you know, in high school, uh, I was a sophomore in high school and then I just happened to be here ever since I didn't move anywhere else. Yeah. My aunt is here, my family is here. So, you know, so I'm just here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I, you, I heard Texas is a beautiful place. I mean, Houston is, is a great, great place. So I don't yeah. think... Yeah, it's not like California when you're like, you have to have those decisions like, oh, should we move? Yes, we should, you know? 
Yeah, so taxes, yeah, so taxes, what I can tell you that, you know, it's very business friendly. And if you yeah. put in investment perspective, it's very landlord friendly. Okay. Yeah. So the state, it promote business, you know, it help business owner, the law over here favor business and small business owner, it favor the landlord. You know, if you want to start a business somewhere else, you know, like in the United States, you know, taxes is one of the best way to start. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, got it. The law is backing you up, you know, you got a bunch of business friendly people here to help you with it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That, that's good. So talking about, again, uh, 22, you bought your first house. So why did you make to buy a house at that age? You know, because there might be some people who are 22 or maybe about that age who may be thinking about buying their first house. So uh -huh. why did you decide to buy the house? And can you talk, talk about the house? Like, how, you know, the square yeah. feet, like how big is it? You know, the price, the, everything. Okay. Well, so this is back then, right? You know, we have the financial crisis on, on 2000, uh, what is it, 2008, 2009? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I get out of college, okay, that was about 2010, 2011. And houses back then is just so cheap. So, you know, you, you're asking about a house I bought when I was 22 years old. It was $80,000, okay? So um, $80,000, and um, I'm going to let you do the translation. But you get $80,000, you're going to buy a house with a big piece of land, 12, um, 1,200 square feet, you know, I don't know how you translate it to square per meter. I'm going to do that right now, but yeah. can you continue, please? Yeah. How, many, how, many, huh? how many is you said 12,000? Uh, 12,000 uh, square feet. Okay. Yeah, it was a small house, three bedroom, two bad. Yeah. You know. Okay. So, so, okay. So what like, like, like location wise, what did you make you, what decision made you to buy this particular house? I mean, how many, how many properties have you looked at before? I mean, can you tell that story? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I, I just bought it because, you know, um, you know, I came from Vietnam, right. And, you know, real estate in Vietnam, you know, like in, in, the, in the big city is so expensive. So, you know, I go back to Vietnam for a trip. I see how expensive house over there. And then I go back here. And here I am, you know, in one of the biggest metropolitan in, in the United States. Houston is a fourth largest city in, 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 in the U.S. And here, you know, houses is, you know, for sale. You know, back then nobody buy it, you know, for $80,000 a house. You know, beautiful, beautiful house, $80,000. And I thought to myself, you know, like, again, come back to the rich death philosophy. It would be dumb, you know, not to buy it. So anyway, long story short, you know, I have my saving. I have been, you know, always like saving up, you know below my mean i have 20 i have twenty thousand dollars i put it as a down payment and you know and then patrick again you know is helping me you know show me the rope and long story short we bought a house and i move in got it so what's uh, and again when it comes back to the square feet so it's 1115 square meters so which by the you know for the european audience is is like it sounds like a, a castle probably it's very big so yeah, but again exactly. <laughs> Again, maybe, maybe it's just the American standards that we're talking about. And that is a smallest, one of the smallest, you know, three bedroom to wow. three bedroom, two bad house you can find. So fast forward, you know, um, to, um, now is 2020, right? I still keep the property, you know, and the value of the property is, is more than double already. Okay, so appreciate it over time that fast. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's appreciated over 100%. Got it. So what, what is the strategy for you for, for you to keep, because do you live in a property or do you rent it out right now? Oh, for now I rent it out, but back then I live in there. Yeah. Okay. But then I, I moved, you know, I bought a house, another house and then I rented it out. You know, the cash flow work, you know, if you follow rich tax philosophy, you know, 
we invest, you know, appreciation is a bonus, okay? The market give it to you, the market can take it from you. Oh, yeah. you know, I have no saying in that. But what I'm looking for is a cash flow. You know, you have a mortgage, you know, my job is to make sure that the rent, you know, can pay for the mortgage and make sure, you know, I have a little bit of cushion, you know, just to cover anything if it's happened or, you know, or you can spend it. Got it. So what is, what is the current strategy on the house in particular? What are you planning to do with it? Are you just going to keep it long term or are you going to sell it at some point? Um, I'm not sure right now, you know, because when you sell something, you know, it's, it's, it's a taxable event. I have to, uh, yeah. I have to pay tax. Yeah. So, you know, there's a term in the United States that, you know, you, you refinance, you refinance and then you die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need, you know, right now I, if I need the equity, you know, I can just refinance, you know, get the capital out, deploy yeah. it somewhere else. You know, I have the mortgage, you know, but again, the rent also raised, you know, a couple of years. So as long as the rent can cover the mortgage. I can keep cashing, you know, refinance it out. Got it, you know? got it. Yeah, so yeah. I so only sell, I only sell my property, you know, when it's in, a, a, like, you know, quote unquote, like, you know, when, when I see the neighborhood going down, uh-huh. you know, that's gonna affect the value of the house. But other than that, you know, if my asset is in a good part of town and you know the appreciation keep going up, I would never sell it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So what, what do you plan to do? Let's say, you know, in that case of scenario, let's say you're going to, you know, refinance, you're going to take some equity out. Like, are, uh-huh. you plan, are you planning to buy some other properties right now or in, a, in upcoming months or years? What, what is your strategy? Uh, so, so fast forward, right? Uh, that's the first house, you know. So, you know, from, from that point, you know, when I bought my first house until now, you know, we, we keep acquiring property, you know, maybe like two, three times a year. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, of course, um, now for now, you know, because the price went up so much, you know, I, I kind of slow down on my acquisition on the rental, you know, for now I do more like, like an Airbnb and flipping, you know, but my goal is that, you know, you do for flip, you know, you get one rental, you do for flip, you get one rental. Mm, okay. So that's the strategy. Yeah. So, so you still want to keep something in your portfolio, kind of, kind of grow it all oh, the yeah. time, oh, yeah. but is it going to be all the residential properties that you're looking to acquire in the future? Or are you going to move to a commercial maybe at some point? Um, I'm not sure yet. You know, I, I always have interest in, in commercial, you know, but I, I don't have, you know, the Patrick, if you mean, you know, <laughs> I, I find my Patrick that, you know, kind of lead me into commercial. Yet. Uh, there, there's a lot of Patrick's in commercial space. You just have to yeah. Google them or, or find them on Instagram, you know, by hashtagging, yeah. you know, multifamily Patrick or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but a mentorship for me, you know, it's, it's, it's both way, right? I have to be able to add value to my mentor as well. And, and the two have to click. Yeah. So it's, it's a natural process for me. You know, I, I, I keep my option open. Yeah, but I'm not like rushing to, to, to go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Houston, Houston is a solid market. I mean, you might get these moments where it gets overbuilt. It might yeah. take some time to absorb these, you know, current deals. Because, you know, Houston is, a, as I heard, as far as I heard, is like boom and bust down. They, uh-huh. like, it's either like they build so much, then it busts. Like all the construction companies, they just, you uh-huh. see all these half, half of projects not finished. And, you know, that, that's <laughs> happening. So, but uh, like t- talking with it, cause I know like you have the, the current insight into the market. So what do you see happening in Houston in a coming, you know, a year or two or, or five in advance? Okay. Well, if, if anybody told you, they know what's going on, they, they just bullshitting you, right? Nobody know what's going on in yeah. uh, even next year. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but what I can tell you is that, um, you know, Houston, you know, we have a very diverse job market, you know, in, 
real estate is only as good as the job market. Okay, if people don't have job here, you know, real estate eventually, you know, it's, it's gonna it's, it's it's gonna get an effect. So mm -hmm. what I can, what I can see from my you know personal opinion, don't quote me on this. You know, Houston, you know, the, the, we have a super diverse, super strong economy. You know, there's so many jobs here. You know, and like I say again, Texas is so business friendly. So if you look at the net migration, you know, people are still moving into Houston. People are still moving to Texas, and that's a good and that's a good enough sign for me to keep investing in Houston, to keep investing in Texas already. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I, I I just look at it uh, as simple as that. Got it. Yeah, because because it looks like you're a very simple man and looking at things in a very simple kind of politically correct way, you know. And I like your approach. You're, it seems like you're a very you know simple man to do business with. So again, yeah. any of you Patrick Patrick Simmons family space, I, I do recommend to reach out this man in here. But yeah, all fun aside, like we're talking about Houston and you know becoming a top realtor in Houston. Also, I mean, how did that happen, and how long did it took for you to take that position? Uh, how did it happen? Well, well, so uh, how how do I say this thing? Well, like like I told you, you know, the first year is really tough, right? Uh, first year, you know, I, I I don't know what I am doing. You know, I was chasing buyer and seller left and right. You know, but just like anything, you know, my 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 principle is that you know if um, if you you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. Okay, so I if I. In my first year, you know, the reason that uh, I am not doing good is, is that because I, I don't hang out enough with top producing realtor. Yeah, so I just make that one of my goal, like, hey, you know, who, who is in Houston is killing it. You know, who can I learn from? So I make it a habit, you know, I, I make it, you know, very intention to go hang out with, um, you know, um, my, my mentor uh, in, in the brokerage, you know, and I just make it a purpose to spend more time with them, you know, learn from them. I would go to the office, you know, even though, you know, I, I don't have any business there. I just go in their office, you know, hang out in the lobby and eventually, you know, I pick up something for them. They help me here and there. And uh, I would say it's just, you know, just hang out with more producing realtor and mm. yeah. That, that, that's very interesting. So for the people who are watching and thinking like, I want to get that draft, you know, it's called like drafting, you know, when, when somebody's in front of you is running fast and you go behind them and, and it's like, yeah. it, it takes less power. So drafting. So how somebody can do that when they're looking to get involved, let's say into real estate business and they want to be close to those great people. Like what is the process as you say, you know, staying close to those people and, and just expanding your network? Um, so I would say, you know, um, add value, you know, try to find add value to, to the people that, um, that you need to connect with, you know, so for me, you know, um, I didn't go to um, hit her, their name is Jeff and Amanda, you know, so I didn't go to Jeff and Amanda, you know, and I, I would, you know, like bother them, you know, I try to find a way to add value to the business, you know, to find a way to genuinely connect with them. So for, for the new people that um, want to start in real estate, I would say that is the best way to, to, to build your relationship. You know, busy people, successful people, they're busy, right? You know, mm -hmm. they have the capital, you know, they have the knowledge that, but I might not have time. So exactly. if you can just find a way, you know, to deliver value to the people that you want to connect to and, you know, really spend the time to invest in, in, into a relationship and especially ask for nothing back. Okay. In the beginning, mm -hmm. I didn't ask for anything back. So, but you're going to see the reward, you know, it's, it's going to slowly, you know, um, rolling in. That's a great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, it's very valuable. So where do you see your personal career? I mean, uh, being a top realtor currently in Houston, where do you see your career going 
this year and next year, do you have your like your own personal goals for your own kind of your realtor career? Like, what what's going to happen in the next few years for yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I guess you can kind of notice, you know, I wear so many hats. You know, I'm I'm a realtor. Yeah. You know, I, I help my wife on the flipping side. You know, we we just getting you know really focused on the Airbnb business in here, uh, on on the Airbnb stuff here in Houston. Um, but yeah, just just a lot of other stuff. So. I, I would say, you know, in, in the next couple of years, you know, of course, you know, I still want to produce as much as, as I can, but, you know, perhaps one of my most important um, um, uh, objective is to help other agents in the company, um, you know, to, to outgrow me. So I, I, I don't want to preach about EXP so much here, you know, but EXP, the, the brokerage that, that, I'm hang, hang, that I hang my license with, this is the only brokerage, you know, that, 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 allow me to get paid, you know, by helping all the agents in my group. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, so that's one of the objective in, in my, uh, in, in, in my, uh, in, in my long, in my near term goal. Yeah. I want to make every, I want to make every agent under my team more successful than me. Got it. Okay. So like that's something new to me. So maybe you can explain to the people, what do you mean? Like you, you generating income by helping others on your team to succeed at the same time. So can you just explain the mo- the module and the way EXP works with that module? Okay, um, I can. Um, I won't go into the detail in here, but like I told you, you know, you you get compensated by making other people more successful than you. So let's say you know if if you and me work together, right, and we're in the same team, you know, somehow that you know I actually get paid, you know, by helping me, you know, by helping you outgrow me. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we I can we can set up another episode. You know. We, yeah, we yeah, yeah. That, that's that. a completely different topic for another episode, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but, I, I just love that idea that you know, like, other than buyer and seller, I can actually you know helping agent you know become more successful. Got it. Got it. So again, from a realtor standpoint, question for you, you know, for the people who are looking to purchase a property in Houston, again, uh-huh. what will be your kind of do's and don'ts when looking for a brand new property to buy for themselves kind of residential property okay uh well it's that is really broad question to answer you know it's, it's really depend on you right what would yeah, so, what, what, what you have seen in your personal experience like people are like ah uh, you know like some areas that people shouldn't buy or you know some i don't know you know like uh you know uh, like property damages that might occur in the future you know so just some you know uh, things that you've seen in your experience so far Okay. Yeah. So um, again, it depends on, on, on your personal taste. Um, you know, if you're looking for school, you know, if you have kids, and then of, of course, you know, school zone is important. School, school, good school district is important to you. You know, you should prioritize that. You know, for people like me, you know, I would say, you know, I kind of like to push the border. You know, right now I don't have any kid yet, so you know, like the property I would buy for me personally. For example, we get under contract for a house. You know, um, just last week for only a hundred thousand thousand dollar okay unheard of a hundred thousand dollar you know but um you know it's sitting right on the border between expensive house and the ghetto okay yeah so you know i kind of push the border a little bit you know if i'm right you know that that probably is gonna it's gonna appreciate like crazy but if i'm wrong you know it's gonna become you know just one of the property in the ghetto yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So, so it depends on, on you on, and, and, and your risk tolerance. You know, I'm more like investor oriented. So to be honest with you, I, I, I don't focus entirely on like first time home buyer and seller. All, almost all of my client is investor. They are flipper, they are landlording, 
you know, we make money when we buy, we make money when we sell. So if you ask me, you know, like what school district or, you know, what, what ad is good for the kid, you know, I, I, I might have no idea. But you ask me where to buy and make money in Houston, you know, that's my expertise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I love, <laughs> and I love the fact that you said, you know, you're buying this property with just kind of half and half and you don't know which way it's going to turn. So yeah. you know, advice for people like don't go in a ghetto, you know, so don't go where you hear the gunshots. But at the yeah. same time, there might be the entire Texas, you know, because they love the guns, yeah. right? So who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so those are your risk tolerant. And, you know, like if you work with a local realtor that really understand the market, you know, real estate, you know, yeah. it's, it's very localized. You know, like even in the neighborhood, there's good street and there's bad street. You know, if, if, if you know like the detail, if you can just, you know, really refine your, your buying criteria, you can get into some good deal. You know, so one of my favorite, you know, is, is the Burr, you know, method. Have, have you heard of the Burr method? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you buy it, you rehab it, you refinance it, you rent it out, and then you repeat, you know. So, for example, can, can I tell you about a house that, that, that I actually stay in right now? Oh, please, sure, yeah. Yeah, so I bought this house for $100,000, right? It's kind of in, you know, like the half and half, you know, either really nice or really bad. So I bought it for $100,000. I put a hundred grand into repairing it. So I put $200,000 into the house, right? Yeah. Long story short, you know, we went to the bank, you know, we asking for the refinance. The, the house appraised, the house appraised for $272,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to get my $200,000 out. You know, I have no money in the deal. The house become infinite return. You know, I, I make my first floor right now, you know, I, I use it for my office. And then on, on, uh, on the second floor, you know, I Airbnb it out and, and only one room is enough to cover mortgage for the entire house. Yeah, but that's a that's a very big flip for somebody who is going to be looking to start out in this game. You know, like nobody, like not everybody has a hundred k available just for the you know renovations. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so this is you know that is a very you know um, um, uh, objection that I get all the time from from <laughs> uh, from from uh, from new uh, real estate investor. You know, and and I will tell you guys, this, you know, it doesn't need to be your money. In fact, when I started, I have no money at all. Okay. I tell you, I put $100,000 in it, but how do you know if it's my money? It could be my mom money. It could be my sister money. It could be, you know, money from somebody you trust. So perfect. Yeah. So the question, yeah. the question for you, how do you raise that money? I mean, how do you exactly. go about and talk with people and tell them, Hey, listen, it's a good investment. And how do you kind of convince and sell them on the deal? Yeah. So, so, so that is a long process, right? You don't just one day you go out and you raise money. Yeah. You know, this is to your reputation, you know, this is to your hard working. Yeah. You have to do, you know, like one or two small deal first, you know, just get your reputation out. And especially, um, I tell you in Houston, if you have a good deal, you have the money. There's no question that. With the way, with the, with the way our U.S. government printing money right now, you know, capital just flooded the street, you know. I, I cannot tell you how much money is out there on the street, you know. Don't pay attention to the, man, to, to the media right now. There is so much money on the street right now that if you have a good deal, I guarantee you're gonna you're gonna have a lender on it or you're gonna have a partner on it. It makes sense because again, coming back to the currency, because they're printing so much and people so see see it see see it as a thing, you know, by like going down in value so fast, and now they're talking uh, about you know digitalizing currencies and you know. So if that's gonna happen, of course, people are gonna flood the flood the streets, and you know they're gonna be looking to acquire you know assets. They're gonna pay them exactly. you know, month, monthly fee, you know, monthly income. Yeah. So, so that's good, awesome. So the yeah, 
So again, for the people who would like to get in contact with you again, from maybe from Airbnb side, ask you a few questions, or maybe just to buy a property in Houston, what will be kind of main social platforms for those people to reach you out? Um, um, just like how you reach me, you know, I have a handle on Instagram, Cashflow Agent. So you can just type in Cashflow Agent. Um, you can look for me. I'm also active on Facebook. You know, I have a Facebook link that you can post to your audience. Here you go. So again, that's a great handle. I don't know how did you get it, but you're an IT guy also. So no questions asked, but that, that's awesome. You know, I really appreciate the time today. Uh, you know, great insights, great knowledge again to the market. You know, again, what you accomplished so far in that time is, is pretty amazing. And again, at the same time, I know because we have just a limited time here available, I would, that's why I would love for you guys who are watching this episode to reach out to him and just ask a few questions. And again, if you're looking to invest in Houston, which by the way, as, as you telling the story, it sounds like it's a beautiful, beautiful market to be in. So make sure to, do, to go and reach out to him. And again, don't forget to follow on, on these platforms. So again, yeah. guys, I appreciate you watching. I appreciate yeah, you one more thing. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would just say one more thing um, since I kind of understand, you know, what, where's your audience coming from right now. You know, I, I would say, you know, don't don't focus. Um, don't, don't focus on, on, on the how-to so much. You know, there's a saying that, you know, the de don't, don't get the detailed value, okay? Mm -hmm. When I started investing in real estate, I don't know shit, okay? Trust me, I don't know anything, okay? But, you know, it just take one step at a time, you know? Hey, I, I have a property in contract, you know, what's next? And then, you know, after the inspection, what next, what next? So you always focus on the next step, you know, and then when you get to the big step, you know, you, you're going to see another step. So just don't get, you know, the, 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 the idea of, you know, money and the idea of investing, you know, don't let it in, intimidating you. You know, I, I, I know that, you know, I, I, it looked like I, I tried to simplify the whole process, but it's not, yeah, this is just common sense. You know, if, if, if a coder, you know, if, if a guy, if an introvert guy from IT doing computer science can do this, anybody can do this. You know, I'm no different than, 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 than anybody. Here you go. I, I still felt like I won this conversation about the introvert, you know, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. We're going to leave it there. So again, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. That's all I'm asking. Because again, this is a great, valuable information. So make sure to pass it along to a friend. And, you know, don't forget to check out his Instagram channel uh, also. So again, guys, I appreciate you watching uh, this episode. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, I appreciate that uh, very much also. And guys, as always, I'm going to see you on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Wow. Thanks for checking in. Thank you.